Hi everyone, I'm Les. And I'm Ashley. And you're listening to Anthropotamus, where we explore some of your favorite anthropology topics. Hey everyone, welcome to our latest episode of Anthropotamus. Today we'll be discussing the book The Male Brain by Dr. Luann Bresendine. And I hope I said that name right. I love this book. This was a very interesting book. Yeah, actually, um, I thought it was very interesting too. Uh, and just as as a as a man with a male brain, um, <laughs> it was somewhat insightful. Um, but also as somebody who has you know some contentious relationships with certain family members, um, understanding a little bit about what they're going through in their own head as well, also made me reflect a little bit on on the choices you know that that have been made in, in by those people and by myself so I thought it was pretty insightful I don't necessarily agree with everything she said but mm-hmm. then again I'm not the medical doctor so you know I always kind of struggled with trying to figure out are men really different than us or is it that society has decided they're different and raises them differently? And therefore, that's why they behave and think differently than women. Um, so her discussing the different hormone levels and how that affects behavior was very insightful. Um, and, you know, I've always tended to have a lot of jobs that, until recently. Actually, no, not even because in archaeology, it's still a lot of a lot of men. It's very, very male dominant. It's it's changing. Anthropology is definitely changing to a more female heavy community. But um, I've always been attracted to male dominated jobs, and always seem to um, is always easier for me to make friends with guys instead of females. Hmm. But I always kind of felt like men were more emotional. Like we grew up being, oh, females are more emotional, ha, 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 because they're periods. But it's like, have you guys watched yourselves lately? And I always wondered, is it really men being more emotional or am I just being sexist? Well, I think that there's a cultural aspect to that as well. Like it's definitely men are taught to suppress their emotion. And just like she said in the book, from a very young age, there is like a strong emphasis on posturing don't give away information and i do think that it's true men are probably a lot more emotional it just there is a cultural taboo and even an evolutionary benefit to us hiding those emotions i don't even think you guys hide the emotions i think you display them differently and it's perceived as being manly like getting angry oh he's just being manly no that's a tantrum um if a male does it he's just being manly if a woman gets angry oh she's being a big b and she's being emotional no they're both tantrums you just perceive them differently because it's two different genders um but yeah, there was at one point where she mentions, you know, men are more emotional um, and it as when dealing with infants, mothers tend to spend more time calming their male infant down rather than they're spending less time having to calm down their female infant. Um, so I was like, OK, I'm not completely sexist. <laughs> <laughs> 
I think it's hard not to be, uh, just considering that, you know, we are what we are. Mm-hmm. But my, like, one of my largest objections to the, uh, to, to the, what she discussed in the book, and this is something that, you know, I would love to actually ask her in person. What about those individuals who don't have the same brain chemistry, right? You, you've got yes. Men and women who are just not like other men and women men who feel as though they should have been born a woman you've got trans people mm-hmm. i was wondering that also yeah and she completely overlooked all of that and didn't really address it and it just feels like something that should have been discussed but i feel like that should be a whole nother book oh absolutely absolutely but you know when you're making these these strong assertions like she was saying all men this all women that mm-hmm. um, yes you- and you have these clear outliers, right? You you have to at least, like, hang a lantern on it, right? You have to at least say, I understand that this is happening. We will address that at a later time, or I don't have the information to address that, or what? just just do something with it so that we know that you're you're not just ignoring something. It just... Right. Um, I liked the book, and I thought there was a lot of very useful information in there, but that... that Part of it bothered me. Yes, I did wonder about that a couple times, but at the same time, I feel like that would that would have been. I mean, I get what you're saying. Hey, just acknowledge that there is this a whole group of uh, people. Yeah, there's this whole area or population that doesn't fit into this category, and this is possibly why. But I can't get into it right now, kind of thing. But um, at the same time, I feel like it's just that's just a whole nother book to get. Into. Oh, it absolutely is. Um, it absolutely is. Some something I was thinking she's talking about adolescent teen boys and how schools don't match with their sleep schedule and stuff. And I just kind of felt like when she was talking about that, I was like, that just explained me. Like, <laughs> I'm like, is, <laughs> is that really an adolescent boy thing? Because I felt like that's my whole life. Like. During high school, I guess I would sometimes stay up late if I was reading, but otherwise, not really. I just, uh, I, I, I was a morning person. I've never been a morning person. If I had the option, I would be going to bed at 2 or 3 in the morning and waking up like at 10 or 11. If it was, you know, just kind of felt like when she was describing teen, teen boys, I was like, well, that was just me in high school. <laughs> I don't know. Um, <laughs> but... I'm I'm kind of curious. Okay, so we our next next month we will be we will be discussing her other book, The Female Brain, and I'm wondering if she discusses goes in further about why females like older guys. Um, well, I I'm, think she discussed that briefly here. Yes, but I'm wondering if she's going to go into like more, more detail, detail since it's about the female brain. But yeah. I mean, I mean, when I was younger, yeah, I dated a lot of older guys but not like that like i think maybe the oldest guy I ever dated was like 10 years older than me which is still pretty significant mm-hmm. but like 20 20 years older that's like uh. it's uh, fun. you know what i'm not gonna judge um, i'm totally judging right now <laughs> hey you do you i married just, my high school sweetheart so i had married my like middle school crush really yeah he was my middle school crush that's adorable 
we didn't reconnect till 20 years later or 10 years later but yeah hey there's nothing wrong with that sometimes it, you know and and that's not even that's not a bad thing because it allows you guys both to grow and become your own people oh yeah we're definitely not the same people we were in our 20s um <laughs> but wait you were 20 years old in middle school no no oh, i'm, I'm saying kidding. that <laughs> that time period we didn't know each other Mm-hmm. We we all we both had very different lives in our in our twenties and somehow reconnected ten years later. I I rushed through that last part about the being with older guy. Um, so I don't know. I think I have to re-listen to that section. Um, I think it made sense, but at the same time, how do you date someone that's almost uh, the same age as your daughter? I. Gosh, yeah, no, the whole only seven, or was it four or seven years It was like older. six, the the woman was six years older than his daughter. Ah, uh, man, that's super creepy. But it's, at the same time, it's so common. I mean, you think about history, men always date married younger women. It was so common. I mean, even, you know, a thousand years ago, you know, you had like 30-year-old guys marrying 13-year-old girls, so... Yeah, well, you had the the opposite too. Uh, apparently, and I read this in um, the philosophy book, but apparently, the laws in uh, I want to say Athens or somewhere were um, like basically it said that uh, men were of marrying age at thirteen, and women weren't of marrying age until they were eighteen. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Although. On a biological perspective, it would have been healthier for them to have children at 18 rather than 13, so. Yeah, yeah, and that, that was part of the reason it was like you, you were not allowed to get married or have children that early because your children would be less healthy. I think it may have been Sparta. That was probably Sparta. Oh, I thought it was so weird, that section about how that guy's friend was trying to hit on his girlfriend yeah yeah. like what a crappy friend you have i don't think i've ever and they never addressed it either they're like okay so he found out that this was happening he came back and immediately proposed and she said yes it's like Okay, but what happened to the friend? Because yeah, like, yeah, because that's not a very good friend. Yeah, no, he would not have been in my life. Yeah, anymore. and I'm sure she probably the the girl probably didn't think of it that way. She's probably like, oh, his friend is giving me a ride. Yeah, well, she um, also it also said that earlier in the um, the book she said that she's so glad that so and so approached her first because the friend would have probably tried that, and then he went and tried that. Yeah. It's like, okay, so, you know, pro- hoping, hoping, right, that um, she saw through it. But the fact that the guy turned the phone off. That is hella creepy. That's some stalker stuff right there. That's like, okay. That's really aggressive. You, it's like, you realize, of course, that once I get back, we're going to have more than words, right? Yeah, that was super weird and aggressive for him to just go and turn off her phone like that. Like, bro, ugh. no, 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 you, no, you're not going to be welcome around anybody in my life because you're a predator. Yes, exactly. That's that's predator behavior. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't like that guy. 
he is oh, yeah i just i thought that was so weird and it made me wonder about their friendship after that yeah i i, I wish there was more about it in the book but yeah. i also feel like that was i don't okay was that allegorical or was that a an actual story because i feel like that part was allegorical i don't know because i want to say when i was looking up her the author's info right now it said that it was based off her clients See, some of them were. It, it seemed like she was jumping around between allegory and client stuff. Yeah, I don't and it know. Was, it was a little bit unclear about what was what. I don't know. We'd have to. Hopefully, we can get her on the next show and we can ask her. Because um, that was just, I just thought that was really weird. And I just didn't know how that guy was could stay friends with that guy. Wouldn't have happened. Uh, yeah, no. Like. That that is a surefire way to get beat up. Just saying. <laughs> yeah, I think it was just like, I don't know. Once he turned off the phone, I was like, okay, no, like, okay, yeah, I get that he likes having attention from females because that's just how he is. But the turning off the phone was like, okay, no, no, creepy. That's a that's a step beyond. Yeah, right? I mean. If you're if you're talking to a person and you you guys hit it off and you just happen to have that kind of chemistry, that's not it's still not okay, but it's more acceptable than like specifically targeting somebody, yeah. making sure that you can't reach out to them and th that oh man that that aspect was mm, yeah no that that's somebody that would be on my threat alert. <laughs> Like that, like immediately from from then till the end of time, like until we don't have contact anymore, you are somebody that I'm going to be watching and probably going to be aggressive towards. You know what it kind of reminded me of of this experience I had. Um, there was this guy I was hanging out with, and I did wouldn't put out, and he was like, "What are you, a little girl? Are you like 13?" And I'm thinking Excuse to. You? And he's, and I'm thinking, and this is, I think I was like 21 at the time. And I'm like, do you, and he was trying to be aggressive and be like, oh, you little girl, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, do you seriously think that's going to make me put out by you insulting me? Like, I don't know. I just like that personality reminded me of that time. And I was like, whoa, bro. Like, okay, this evening's done. Yeah, yeah, you're gonna go home alone, bud. Yeah, sorry, none for you, especially not after you tell me I'm a little girl. Like, if I'm such a little girl, why are you trying to get into my pants? Like, no, mm -mm. it's just weird, weird event. <sighs> I mean, yeah, no, that's that's one of those alpha males trying to be an alpha when they're really not. <laughs> like, seriously why what okay you know what? i'm just glad i have a good like my wife i have a good partner yeah i'm glad i, I don't, don't have to date anymore i hate i dating. don't <laughs> i don't want to be like i don't want to no thank you i'll pass there's too much drama too much bs uh, yeah i like stability yeah dating was horrible um okay oh going going to the alpha thing going back to the um section about <laughs> the boys like on the playground and like the boy brain yeah yeah and like that whole alpha male and 
them trying to please the alpha male. And that what that her somebody's son was bringing was it her son bringing a bunch of text mix or something to like yep, bribe yep. people? And I'm like, is that a thing? Like, <laughs> no, I mean, that there were people who did that when I was in high school. I was the kind who just I kept to myself unless somebody bothered me, and then I I would hit them. <laughs> I mean, leave me alone. If you don't want to be hit, don't don't mess with me. Like if if you're if you're coming over and we're just like having a good time, that's fine. But if you're over here trying to like bully people, I don't know. I was a, I was an aggressive kid. I was. Like, but is there like a a ranking order? Like I mean, girls have like their own little cliques. I never really was a part of a clique. I had like a friend from each group, and then I just had my best friend I hung out with. Um, well. Mm. I don't think it's as clear cut as she defines it. Like, it's not like we say so and so is number one or this blah blah blah, right? It's uh, for me like maybe I'm weird. I kind of held myself outside. I was the I was a loner, right? Uh, and only rarely would I come into a group and and you know hang out with a group. Uh, I preferred to just be on my own and read. But um, like there there was definitely the you know you knew who was the the man around the, yeah. the guy who was doing who was doing the most right yeah uh, generally speaking yeah i mean there there is kind of a hierarchy i didn't really fit into the hierarchy i kept to myself so i can't maybe i like i said maybe i'm weird but it it, it wasn't as clear cut as as she was kind of saying it's not like we had a military ranking system <laughs> <laughs> first corporal jake or something you know <laughs> Something I was wondering, too, is if women, more successful women, have different brain chemistry than women who aren't maybe less successful. Because, And the reason I say this is because traditionally growing up, I got along better with guys. But I noticed that I become friends more with females who are either have higher educations or not necessarily higher educations, but who have worked their, their like worked their way up like the managerial ladder or whatever, like basically women who have a lot of initiative uh-huh. and a lot of drive. Right. Like if I go back to my hometown, I don't really have anything in common with them. Or like, even when we used to work together, um, I don't, I don't have anything to talk about with a lot of those women. But like, I noticed like in my grad program, I get along well with those women or I have friends who have, you know, their teachers or, or work in the education system, or they've worked them their sales way their way up in management positions, and I feel like I connect better with them. So I'm wondering if there's different brain chemistries between women, those sorts of women, and if they are, since I traditionally connected more with males, that they maybe have certain aspects of the brain that are more like traditional male brains. I guess maybe. I, I think that that right there kind of like I don't know that that seems like an incomplete test. Like, are you, are we looking at the difference between males and like uh, non-educated males and highly educated males as well? Mm-hmm. Because well, just think, males in general, I've always gotten along better with. Okay, see, I I think that generally speaking, I've gotten along better with um, females. Oh, we're such it good friends. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it wasn't until later in life that I started hanging out with um, 
actually starting started bonding with guys, you know, as friends. I had a couple of friends here and there, but it was it wasn't like a super, you know, we I don't hang out with people. I don't go places with people. Uh, it wasn't until I started working at, at you know where I work now that uh, I started like going and doing things with the guys. Like I would go fishing with and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty much the extent of our our relationship. We'll go fishing together. We'll work together, and that's pretty much it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've noticed that regardless of who I'm hanging out with, I always have a better relationship with people who are more educated. Yeah, because we just I feel like we just have we're involved in more stuff and we have probably more to talk about yeah and that could be it too it's you know the the top the topics that we discuss but like i just feel like growing up like you know coming from a hispanic community uh, most of my family's hispanic it's always like the guys hanging out in the garage and the women hanging out in the kitchen and the women gossiping about stuff and the guys talking about work and sports and uh, i don't know i just always hung out with the guy side more than the females i just always thought it was very boring the things they talked about yeah i don't like sports really like i like to fish yeah i like to play sports i like to work out but i don't like sports i just they felt like the way they presented conversation was more interesting than maybe yeah i don't maybe. know like i don't know I, i'm a huge nerd so like i was more interested in talking about biology or things that i read in certain in, in one book or another yeah my family if that's not something they're gonna be talking about usually no. when you go to a barbecue <laughs> me, me neither me neither like seriously i'm the uh i'm not the only intellectual in the family like my sister she's you know i think she was most recently planning to study microbiology and that that was like it really caught her interest so she started taking off with that one yeah but most of my family, like my dad was a contractor. He worked construction. He, you know, installed closet organizers and showers <laughs> and new homes. Uncle was a sports fan. My other uncle was a sports fan, but he was also more of a manager type. They, it was all about the blue collar jobs or, or, you know, stuff like that. But even that I find when guys talk about their work more interesting than, you know, the women in the kitchen gossiping about. Now, the question, the question is... I have a question about that. Do you, like, when women are talking to other women about work, is it about the technical aspects of work, or are they just complaining, oh. or is it hmm. because guys will guys will just have a bitch fest? Oh, let's see. Let me think about that. Um, uh, I ah. Uh, it's hard to say. It's hard to <laughs> say. Like, if I talk to a guy, he'll tell me oh i just did this to my to my backyard and i I think it's more i hear more of the technical side of it um but that's just how your brain works maybe that's just what i kind of absorb um you just like more technical stuff i don't know i think i think i find it interesting because maybe that's something i want to do to my backyard you know um Mm -hmm. i think in my me and you know my husband he's the tech person he's into Mm -hmm. the computers and everything and I'm, if something needs to get done in the house, I can probably figure it out more than he can. Like I had, you know, I worked on the backyard while he was deployed. Uh, when I think of women and work, I'm thinking about like my peers during my grad program. They're not 
they there's some complaining, but it's not. I don't feel it's like gossipy. It's just things they're having problems with, let's say in their research or why they might. I guess I guess complaining about why you're not getting along with somebody is is gossip, but the way they present it, I feel like isn't so like. I don't know. I feel like it's their legitimate problems. I just, I don't know. I guess I feel like it's just more of a higher professional level of complaining. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe Um, we're, are we just more subtle? Maybe it's more subtle. Maybe. uh, Because they're they're not trying to like, you know, it's they're complaining, but they're not trying to bring that person down. You know, does that Uh... make sense? See, because I think that that's because we can relate this back to the book to make this a valid tangent. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, we we handle our disagreements much more physically and directly, uh, according to the book. Mm. Where, because, like, you know, in, in the, was it the teen boy brain? Mm-hmm. It talks about how, oh gosh, what was that one um, part where the kid just lost his stuff that oh, punched his friend yeah his yeah yeah it's like that's true that physical and and the dad was like well that's not that big a deal he just the mother was like this is you know terrible why how could we raise a son like this and he's just like well it's just uh it's just a little thing right guys fight guys are loud guys yell right and that's just accepted because that's the way that we're they that's just that to, and that to me is to me that's just throwing a tantrum <laughs> maybe like maybe it is but what's worse right physical violence or throwing a tantrum and that's really that is kind of the choice there when you're when when they're you know a guy's brain chemicals are causing them to go into that fight or flight thought process you can't really control how your body's going to react you're either going to do one thing or another and if you don't express that um that uh anxiety and that fear in that moment then Mm. it's gonna come out and you know in another way Mm. so yeah maybe it is throwing a tantrum uh but also after it's done that catharsis and that it's just over yeah it's like okay we're done we're done it's fine i mean i've been punched in the face before (laughs) it's just something that guys do you, you get punched in the face and you deal with it. And then afterward, it's like, okay, I see your point. <laughs> <laughs> I can see that. Uh, um, there's one point towards the end of the book where she talks about the, that couple and how like the wife is complaining. He just doesn't understand. He's not listening to me. And, but the guy's like trying to give advice and he thinks he's understanding. Mm-hmm. And it kind of makes me think back to, people having problems at peak and I feel like a man complain about this about female employees how they can't they get emotional at work how they can't separate the emotional the emotions from just being logical and I don't I don't think it's a woman thing I I think it's just a people thing I think we just I agree I agree with you on that I think yeah I think men I think men and women both have problems separating their emotions and being logical, they just display differently. Yeah, the expression is different. Yes. And it makes me think about, like, the me, when I had, was a manager, like, and when I was, you know, in the military, I learned 
I will straight up tell you I don't like you. But when there's a job that needs to get done, <laughs> if I have, I ha- yeah, if I, I had that conversation with another manager just like last week, I was like, <laughs> you know, I get that it's who you are and this is just how you talk, but I don't like you and the things that you say piss me off. <laughs> But, We're gonna have to work together, though. So yeah, exactly. To me, and I, I, and I feel like men are like, oh, women don't, you know, this too emotional, blah, blah. But it's like to me, and maybe this is because I, I tend to prefer to work with males, and I, I just, I don't like the drama. I will let you know. You will know if I like you or not. But when we have a work to get done, my feelings about you are gonna be put aside, and we're gonna get this job done. So I, yeah, I just. I don't know, but I, I don't think that's necessarily a, I think that's just a problem men and women have in, in most men and women have, I think it's just kind of displayed differently, honestly. Well, see, that's the thing is that, you know, you can, once you, once you have, okay, I mean, I hate to put it like this, but you know, the guys will have a measuring contest and it's kind of a, you know, who's the one who's going to be asserting their self here. Mm-hmm. And once that's done, it's like, okay, we'll just, you know, that's just the way it is for now. Mm-hmm. Right. It, it, you know, it, it's kind of a, who's willing to go the furthest. It's a, it's a, it's a game of chicken. Right. And, um, if you don't win, you just get the job done. And it's not, like I said, it's not like a, a ranking order, but when you have something of contention, and you're working with somebody who you have to work with. Like I'm not gonna name names while we're recording. But, <laughs> um, you know the you know the guy. And I I recently had to um, the past couple of weeks I've had to take over his wall several times because he's just not doing things. I like how I, you say take over his wall. Like our listeners are gonna know what that means. <laughs> Take over his department. <laughs> Let's go with that. Yeah, his work area. I took over his job. Let's put it that way. And I had to fix his mistakes, which largely just resulted from him standing around and looking at his phone. Mm. Uh, and then he got yelled at because something that he didn't expect happened. And he got he came to me and said, hey, this is my area. Nah, nah, nah. And I was like, well, you weren't doing your job. Mm-hmm. So I did it for you. And I can guarantee that they're going to rather have a couple of, you know, these mistakes than have your whole area, your whole work area, you know, destroyed. Mm-hmm. So, so, uh, I'll tell you what I'll do for you next time. If you listen to your radio, you'll hear it when I tell you what I'm doing, you know, and you won't have to worry about it. So I'll, I'll just, I'll speak up louder. I'll speak up louder and I'll be more insistent about getting your attention because he, he missed it because he was looking at his phone. Mm. It, it was it was shopping for for something for Christmas mm. or whatever, but it was like, come on, dude, just like just do your job. And it's like after I made several calls and I showed that I am, in fact, I in fact know what I'm doing more than you do. He was like, okay, I get that. It's you know kind of a we're on good terms now. That well, referring back to that section of the book, I see, I I can see the issue of. Uh, like women just wanting someone to listen and wanting mm-hmm. to vent uh and feeling like you know a guy's there trying to give advice when really she doesn't want advice she just wants to vent yep yep it, i feel that so much 
Like I'm I'm the kind of guy who immediately wants to fix it. <laughs> like you tell me there's a problem, like, well, can you do this? Can you do that? Just shut up. Let me vent. Yeah, sometimes I don't want I mean, sometimes, you know, I just vent all day. Um and I think too, it's like Okay, I get that you may have answers or advice, but considering the fact that you don't actually know how to do my job, it doesn't make sense to me that you would give advice. Yeah, and that, that was a hard lesson for me to learn as well, because it's like, I'm not in your situation. My advice might be, it may be good, but it also might be irrelevant. And I could say all day long, well, I would have done this, I would have done that. Mm -hmm. But if I'm not there, I don't know what I'm going to do. Yeah, there's a lot of variables that you just don't know because you're not in that job. Mm -hmm. The only time, and I think about this because I always give my husband advice, and now that we're talking about it, I'm like, do I know what I'm talking about? Because I'm not there working. But usually when I'm giving him advice, it has to do with people skills, not the actual job. Does that make sense? Like, how do you... How do you deal with somebody when they have an attitude or how do you deal with somebody when they're just not getting it? But it's never like, oh, why don't you cook this many more apple pies so you don't run out? You know, it's nothing like that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But yeah. The elephant in the room, the male brain and sexual orientation. I don't think I actually got to that. It basically talks about how men in general are more likely to be the ones to suggest broadening their sexual lives oh wait did i listen to that maybe it it says that it's the last chapter here oh i think they may i think there was a section earlier though where she mentions it's usually the guys who want to recommend like more like want to who are more interested in experimenting and sex and stuff Uh Does she she talk about that in that chapter? I think, uh, I just, that's what I was talking about, but maybe I'm thinking of the wrong chapter. I don't know how accurate that is. Yeah, I don't know. I don't want to go into my Uh, own sex life, so. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I'm not going to bring it my Yes, I agree to an extent, but then I don't agree. It's Um, like, you know what, we don't, we can't really share empirical evidence on this. (laughs) I I do. I thought the section though was talking about you know teenage boys masturbation and stuff. I'm like, uh, uh, that's not the one that I was talking about. No, but I was thinking uh, going into that though. This yeah. is something different. Um, it just makes me think about like stories guys have told me about oh. their teenage years and their first experiences and. Uh, yeah, I don't <laughs> I don't want to call people out from the things they have told me, but I'm just like some weird stuff. I don't want to say weird, <laughs> but like, dang man, give yourself a rest. <laughs> <laughs> go 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 start a woodworking project. I know, or, right? No, wait, maybe not. That one's a little bit suggestive. Go uh, bu- go mow the lawn. Go, go mow the lawn. Go build a car or something. I don't there you know. Go. <laughs> build a car. Do something with that energy. Um, <laughs> do something else with that. <laughs> That's not. I got. Uh, we haven't. We haven't read the other book yet, the female brain yet. So uh, I'm interested. Uh, I kind of wish we had done both of them back to back. I also kind of like the fact that we're going to break them into multiple episodes. Right. This is part one. 
next month will be part two the female brain uh yeah i'm interested to to listen to see what she has to say about the teenage girl brain and sex um Mm -hmm. yeah that'll be interesting i'm kind of hoping we can get her on the show to talk to her because it was you know what this is i say this every episode i always have a problem with the way authors write and their target of a wider audience but she's a very good writer um she targets definitely targets the average person the one problem i had with the writing was the first like chapter or two she kept using the verb marinade male brain marinating in testosterone and it was good the first couple times i heard it but then she used the verb too many times and eventually she stopped using that verb but i was like why do you keep using this verb so much (laughs) yeah but that was the only problem i had with her writing um which i'm like man didn't your editor catch that um they probably did that's probably why it wasn't used through the rest of the book yeah maybe but yeah but yeah very good writer yeah, no, I, I do I do think that she was uh, very technically skilled, and I was my interest was kept the entire time. Mm-hmm. There were a couple of moments that made me roll my eyes. Uh, I think that she may have um, allowed her own mo- emotions to color some of the uh, things that she discussed. I do like that she, because she talks about, like, oh, how different male brains are because of testosterone and such, and talk about boys and... Um, I like how she pointed it out. She goes, I was a feminist. I tried giving my child gender neutral toys and it didn't work because of A, B, and C. Um, mm-hmm. So I did like that that she threw that in there because I was like trying to, I was trying to figure out her position. I was like, when I first started the book, I was like, are male brains really that different? Or is she just a conservative trying to prove that men and women are different? Yeah, and that was that was a thought process that I had when I first started reading it too. It was like, is this somebody who is pushing an agenda, or is this based on medical fact? Or yes, like what what's going on here? So I mean, I did like, uh, I did like that um, she used her own experiences with her child, and that you know we looked, you know, when I looked up her her bio, I mean, she went to Berkeley. She's teaching in, you know, in San Francisco. So obviously this is, I'm going to assume, not a conservative. Otherwise, she wouldn't have gone to all these liberal <laughs> schools. I mean, maybe, you know, conservative. It, so, ah, gosh. I don't want to get into politics. No. But like, um, I mean, there are. I don't want to get into politics. Let's, okay. There, right. There are conservatives. I mean, I've had conservative, you know, we're in California. I've had conservative professors. Yeah. Uh, but uh, based off of the description of, you know, her being a feminist and trying to give her child gender neutral toys and her being in San Francisco, I'm going to assume she's not wasn't trying to push, push an agenda. See, I mean, I don't think that she's a conservative based on the fact that she was a um, second wave feminist. Maybe I'm wrong, but it just doesn't seem likely. Mm-hmm. Uh I do like the fact that she was able to address her own failure in that. It's like, okay, so this is what we thought. This is we were so proud of ourselves, and she addressed that hubris, said, "I was wrong," and this is what happened. And I can tell you from experience, as a little as a little boy, everything was a weapon. <laughs> everything was a weapon. Bottle caps, like <laughs> we throw dirt clods at each other. We had, when I was a kid, we had a game that we called Stuffed Animal Wars. 
where we would just build barricades on the other uh, on opposite sides of the room and literally throw stuffed animals at each other. And that that was that was it. We had to stop because a couple of us got hurt by hit, getting the the like when they had the the acrylic hard plastic eyes. Mm-hmm. Like we had a couple of um, instances where we had to stop using those because we were getting hurt. But um, it doesn't matter what it is. Like you had a teddy bear, you had dinosaurs. If it was like firm enough to be thrown, but soft enough to be, you know, non-deadly, we were throwing that uh, at each other. Like sticks outside became swords, right? Um, we had, like, I, I mentioned that my dad was a contractor. Mm. If he had scrap metal in the back, oh of it, geez, <laughs> we would we would take hammers and pound those into swords and make handles for them and, and cross guards and we would actually fight each other with metal swords like obviously with without edges but we would fight each other with with swords out in the street that were just chunks of metal <laughs> so yeah everything's a weapon for for a little boy it, it doesn't matter what it is and it kind of makes sense if you think about evolutionary like if you are a male who needs to protect your offspring but if you don't have the drive to do that, to actually protect them, you're not, or to even protect yourself, you're not going to survive, and you, neither are your offspring, so your genes aren't going to continue on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you learn how to move when somebody's swinging something like a metal stick at you, I'll tell you <laughs> that much. You learn how not to get hit. Oh, okay. Uh, I don't think I have anything else to say. Oh no! This was just fun to talk about, though. Mm-hmm. It was it was definitely an interesting one. Yeah, definitely recommend. Yeah, I, I just really wish that we could talk to her. I have I have so many questions. So once again, we were talking about the male brain. Uh, hope you guys find it interesting. Highly recommend it. Don't forget, you can visit us at www.anthropotamus.com and on Twitter and Instagram. Thank you all for listening. Distribution of Anthropotamus is in collaboration with the American Anthropological Association. Please continue to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Anthropotamus for our latest episodes, show notes, and book discussion schedule.